Hello and welcome back to Dial H for Hero Clicks. I'm your co-host Simeon Bruce. With me this week is going to be Alex to talk a little bit about some Fantastic Four storyline OP stuff, as well as what might be coming to stores near you. Uh, we've got a little bit of meta in the non-competitive context of things. This is episode 387. Let's make Heroclix the way it should be. So if you're looking for emotional satisfaction, my advice to you is seek professional Heroclix. No. Are you serious? Again? How many people even play this game? Like the hundred? Instant deadpan humor. Oh, how many six yeah. people think I am funny? It's the hard day's work. Not that you know anything about that. Which absolute fools? It's not Witcher nonsense. I'm gonna make Heroclix like that forever. Dial H for Heroclix is brought to you in part by CoolStuffInc.com, where you can find cool stuff in stock every day, including the latest Heroclix sealed products and singles. So check them out at CoolStuffInc.com. With me in the studio is not Calder Ness. No, no, no. He's too busy doing real fun stuff somewhere, some way. I don't know. Uh, but instead, we've got Alex to shed a little bit of light on some stuff that's going on. I may not have multiple personas, but I do have voices in my head. <laughs> there you go. I am the reigning Dial H for Hero Clicks champion, Simeon Bruce, as I said before, the billion clicks Bruce, if you will. It's not as fun when Calder's not here because I can't make him cringe by saying something really weird. But uh, yeah, what made what made you happy this week, Alex? So I'm, I'm going to cheat a little bit and um, and talk about uh, like the build-up to this week. Um, so uh, um, a little under a month ago, I got married. And I, I married my, my best friend and love my life and all of that good stuff. Um, and then a couple weeks ago, we went on our honeymoon to Disney World. That was wonderful. And um, so, so I'm gonna sort of uh, cheat and say that those things, you know, were were what made me happy this week. Because the thing that made me happy this week is I am still married. So um, <laughs> there you go. There we go. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Congratulations. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like a fine wine, it'll only get better with age or something like that. I don't know. I will never find love, so I can't really comment truthfully <laughs> on any of this. Um, but what I can tell you is what made me happy this week was Halloween. I'm I'm also slightly cheating, kind of, sort of, not really, but because uh, I did use Halloween a couple weeks back just because it's my favorite holiday. Uh, we are recording on November 1st, but that means that the actual Hollow's Eve night was last night for me and, well, also Alex. But listening to this, it, it was probably like the night before. Whenever you're listening, I don't know. Um and I really like Halloween. We sat around a, a bonfire and had some trick-or-treaters and had some good food and just good company. I dressed up as Chucky for the second Halloween in a row because I didn't bother forward-thinking a costume. So I used the old the old tried-and-true uh, costume that I already had. So, yeah, um, Pretty simple. Like Halloween's just my favorite holiday. Can't wait for Halloween two, the feast, which will be uh, I think it's like the twenty seventh of November or something like that. Um, and then of course the day after that is when all the spirits die and go back somewhere because Black Friday is the worst thing that's ever happened to humanity. And speaking <laughs> of terrible things that have happened to humanity, uh, let's talk about this Fantastic Four storyline OP kit. And get into the news. Alright, so WizKids said that they're going to introduce the Storyline OP kit. It's slated to be released in December of this year. So, at this point, only a month and some change away. Uh, we did recently get to see two of the sculpts slash dials. I think we've already seen most of the sculpts, but we got some <coughs> dials to go along with it. Um, Alex, which one of these are you more excited about? Yeah, um, between the two, I actually like Reed Richards Alpha. Um, I just like the idea of a uh, one-man army council of Reeds um, yeah. figure. That's that's pretty cool. 
It's not one man army, but army in a can, I should say. Sure. Yeah. So, um, we'll get into the dials here in a second. I do really love the council of Reed storyline. Um, it leads to a ton again, as with all the good fantastic four things that we've seen. Uh, if you've listened to this show, you know that whenever fantastic four comes up, I always plug Jonathan Hickman's run. And that is where the council of reeds came from. Um, it's not like it's the first time there's been a council of something, but the council of reeds was pretty cool. And, uh, they lobotomized all the different dooms from their different universes, except the 616 read. Um, I think his doom like stayed unlobotomized, I guess. Uh, but yeah, that was a part of a dark, like little, uh, thing that the, the reads each did. Yeah. Go ahead and jump into this dial for us. Sure. Uh, Reed Richards alpha. He's 60 points. He has a, 10 movement, uh, he's mostly phasing teleport, and then and then uh, later dial he gets plasticity, whatever. But his top dial is uh, 10 movement, phasing teleport, 10 attack with telekinesis, a 19 defense with super senses, and a 2 damage outwit. So not super stellar, although the 19 defense is nice. Oh, and he has cosmic energy and fantastic for team abilities. But he has some cool traits that I've seen with cosmic energy, I think. Um, The first read with cosmic energy? Well, yeah, specifically, uh, I guess, yeah. Rise and Fall had, you know, like Marvel sets that had uh, cosmic energy. And Wonder Wonder, Wonder Woman had cosmic energy, right? No, I'm I'm talking specifically a a Reed Richards. Oh, oh, yes. No, but I guess, yeah, without Franklin, no. Normally you don't see that on a Reed Richards. Nope. Obviously, this is Reed Richards Alpha. He's fancy. <laughs> right. He More is, powerful he than is power. the, you know, yes. You <laughs> uh, made me think that that was like a flavor text on the card somewhere, and I was like, where does it say that? <laughs> um, so the other thing, he, he has three traits. He uh, has leadership, and when he uses it, you give him. So it's not just when he succeeds, just when he uses it. You give him a number of bridge tokens equal to half the result of his roll. And you can, as a free action, remove six bridge tokens to generate a read council member bystander. The bystander has... Okay, um, both read and the bystander have four range and one lightning bolt. I forgot to mention that. Uh, the bystander has eight move plasticity, ten attack, 17 super senses, two damage. So nothing stellar, but if you're putting them up for free, it's nice. Yeah. Oh, also, and it's um, also autonomous. Right, yeah. Not for nothing. Um, <clears throat> on the surface, not super impressive, but... But if, if you can make a handful of them over the course of a game, especially since they're autonomous, they're just, they're, oh, they're yeah. just good. And anything with autonomous gets a lot better, because it doesn't matter, especially if it's free. Uh, so it's next uh, trait, a multiverse's worth of reads and inventions. When Reed Richards Alpha generates a Reed Council member by a standard, choose a standard attack or damage power and note it. Reed Richards Alpha and Reed Council member bystanders can use all powers noted in this way. So they, like, we were talking about how the dial isn't, like, super impressive, like, at face value. You can make it impressive. Yeah. Uh, There's lots of great things you can do with this. And then it gets better when Reed, when Reed Council, sorry. When a Reed Council member bystander is KO'd, deal Reed Richards Alpha one unavoidable damage, and an opponent chooses a noted power. The ch- uh, uh, oh no, sorry, this isn't the trade I thought it was gonna be. All right, so um, basically, when they uh, when they KO a council member, then you um, lose a power because you lost a council member. Um, it's just a way to make it. I think. It's, a way to make it fun and interactive, like your opponent has ways to play around it in an interesting way, I think. Yeah. It also, it's not so bad that you're losing that stuff. It's they, extremely You only lose it too. when you, when they KO the council member, which are free autonomous pogs. Like, right. if they're spending all their time killing those, then you're probably okay with it. Free autonomous pogs with super senses. Um, first one I spit out, I'm probably picking shape change. 
Uh, now I have a cosmic energy, a 60-point cosmic energy character with a 19 super senses and shape change. And then my council members, my autonomous bystanders, are now super senses shape change. And like even if you KO them, uh, so the, the easiest way, I guess, at that point would be poison or something. But even if you KO sure. those council members, um, you're not getting any points. You're at best just dealing Reed Richards a alpha. Damage a to Reed. damage to which it is interesting. The they brought back six clicks long. Oh yes, six his, clicks his long. His bottom clicks are nasty. And then yeah, those last twelve two for clicks. four. Yeah, <laughs> click five is an eleven for four, and then a twelve for four with and shape change. With yeah, with natural shape change on the dial, um, and then of course, Fantastic Four team ability means that you will be able to heal in certain ways. Uh, mm-hmm. The bystanders don't have the Fantastic Four team ability, but I mean, there are. Can you imagine that? Yeah, oh there's <laughs> there's like some kind of like crazy uh, combo stuff that you can do with some of the bystanders that have been coming out lately, especially the autonomous ones. Um, but no, I I think between being able to pick like close combat expert, range combat expert empower enhancement uh perplex outwit prob like all of the damage powers there's not really a bad one right and then um oh sorry um i did misspeak earlier it is uh it's not just any power it's choose a standard attack or damage power but still that's lots of good options right yeah because then attack wise uh like top dial you can give these guys blades you can give them like pulse wave energy explosion i mean obviously range based isn't their strong suit they've only got four but still um quite a bit of like you know you can even uh give them tk and then you've got a bunch of autonomous tk pieces so to what i if i got stuff. this figure the team i build actually with it would not be fantastic four um he has ruler which is kind of interesting but i, I doubt i'd be doing that i'd be looking at scientist with dr alia gregor and just oh, doing yeah. um, bystanders for the plus one bystander stuff. That sounds lots of fun. Yeah. No, I I always like autonomous characters. I think it's a really fun flavor to bring where um, you just, like bring in another read from the multiverse, and they've got like some special power they can bring to the table. And then if you get damaged or they get damaged, and you lose one of those reads, then you lose one of those like powers. So. It's, you know, for 60 points, I don't know if we'll see it in competitive play because it does take a little bit of setup. It requires yeah, it's, you it's making a couple It's probably too slow in competitive. But, but um, for 60 points, you can leave this guy in, like, your back half. and Sure. You, you can leave TK. him back there. If, if you happen to take enough turns, um, he can actually turn the tide if you're kind of behind. Uh, it's For 60 points, he's your TK. He's now wit. He's your leadership. And one it's of my favorite parts is this is a bystander that Jason has no reason to to make. There's no reason <laughs> to put this on a Jason team. So uh, I like bystanders that can bring their own thing to the table without needing or without being bettered by Jason, which is very rare. Uh, the next character that we saw was the Silver Surfer. He's going to be number one zero six in the set uh, or set. I mean, technically set. He comes in at 150 points and 75 points. So, seven range, one lightning bolt with cosmic energy. For 150 points, you get eight clicks of life with a stop click. The first three clicks are the 150. That's your 75 extra points is the first three. And those are all range-based. So, you've got running shot, pensai. You've got impervious top dial with a 19 defense, four damage with probability control. You go down to invulnerability still with running shot pensai except you get perplex on that second click and then you go back to prob control with same invuln pensai that kind of stuff and then the 75 point line which is kind of in my opinion where the silver surfer gets a little bit more interesting and just because i have not read silver surfer black i do not know this Nornrad very well but uh oh and then also keywords that you would expect Nornrad to have cosmic deity herald past um not sure why passed, but again, haven't read the storyline. Um, so the bottom dial, 75 point line, 
that starts on click four and goes to click eight. Again, there's a stop click. That stop click is I return in the black. Stop. Super senses, Silver Surfer can't be healed. When this power is first revealed, remove all light tokens and heal another friendly character that many clicks. And then the light tokens come from a trait called I burn piece by piece. Silver Surfer starts the game with four light tokens. Free, remove a light token, and Silver Surfer can use Pulse Wave Knockback. When he uses knockback, he may place them up to six squares away instead of three, which, cool. I don't think you have to use those in tandem either, so you could technically... Yeah, but, I, uh, yeah I'm being not able sure to, like, on the wording. It's hard to tell in, in this. Maybe if I, if I zoom in, will it hate me? Oh, it kind of hates me. Okay. <laughs> um, so it, it is weird because you do have a running shot pen side piece on the surface at that 150-point line. Because you have a trait that allows you to free remove a light token, get pulse wave. And they note that the knockback would normally be, it says, instead of three. So place them six squares away instead of three. So it is the new rules when it comes to knockback. But I don't know. The, the pulse wave feels dated for a running shot piece. So, I mean, it's still a good power. It's just, it feels strange. Well, it also has pen side you know, top oh, tile shoe when it's a range piece. So it's it's not like it's only pulse wave. So right, if, yeah. if pulse wave option. winds up being a good thing, then then go for it. Because sometimes yeah. it still is. But if it's not, then when that's okay. You have, you knocking have the a swarm, power you like, want when it's bad. Knocking a whole swarm of characters away six squares is pretty solid. Like, that can really mess mm -hmm. up positioning. So not for <clears> nothing, uh, even if you're only dealing one damage. Um, for 75 oh, on, points... On the topic of pulse wave... Just one more thing about Reed Richards Alpha. Oh yeah, you can pick Pulse Wave for your autonomous Pogs. That's pretty good. <laughs> autonomous Pulse Wave sounds great. <laughs> It'll be the first time we see it. Hopefully, the last. But yeah, <laughs> yes. um, I'm just imagining in like a 500 point game, somebody has like a Reed Richard Alpha stuck in the back, generating all these council members, and then they've all got just this awful slew of powers. Ugh, yeah. I thought Devil Dino was bad with uh, Homicide Crabs being able to like position and Pulse Wave. Four, four range with Pulse Wave for a bystander is actually not terrible, um, especially since they're kind of nice little defensive tanks. And if they tie you down with plasticity, it's going to be a nightmare too. Um, mm -hmm. But anyhow, uh, so Silver Surfer has one other special power, and it's the attack power that starts on click four, or the top of the 75-point line. Uh, and this is a silver blade of cosmic power. Uh, Blades, Claws, Fangs, Giant Reach of three. When Silver Surfer makes a close attack, you may remove a light token. If you do, opposing characters can't use probability control and can't reduce damage below one for this attack. Not the most interesting thing. Um, I don't but I really I don't care if I lose these light tokens because all you're doing at the end of your dial is like well one you don't want to hit your stop click anyhow uh, but two if you do hit your stop click you are just like healing somebody whatever you didn't use for the light token so maybe four is going to be enough to like sway the game back in your favor um, maybe not who knows but you can't use it on Silver Surfer anyhow. So essentially, this is just a Blades, Claws, Fangs. Uh, on that 75-point line, you start with Perplex. Uh, you have a 10 attack with 18 invulnerability and 11 speed. You go to a 10 speed, and these are all charge for almost the entire dial except the stop click. Um, click, well, click 5, which would be the second click of the bottom line. You get Prob, go down to a 17 invuln. Attack goes up by 1 to an 11. It's still that Blades, that special. Uh, and then you go down to Toughness Perplex, and then Toughness Prob with the same set of uh, Charge Blades. And then the bottom dial is a 12-speed Phasing Teleport, 12-attack Pensai, 3-damage Shape Change, and then, of course, that Stop Click with Super Senses, which makes, <laughs> makes Silver Surfer just as annoying as that Reed Richards Alpha on that bottom click. Because now you have two rollouts. One's protected one's protected pulse wave because it's hidden inside of a stop click. And then both of them are protected outwit because of cosmic energy. Still have seven range for that pensai. 
and then you've got phasing if you just want to get out of there. So last but not least for the Silver Surfer is he does have improved targeting hindering. So there's that. So what do you think about the 150 point dial? Uh, I feel like I've seen better Silver Surfers for that kind of point value uh, for like that high kind of cost. I, man, I, I like it if the light tokens did a little bit more. Yeah. Um, it would be different. Like if it was if it was similar to Reed Richards Alpha, where I could pick a attack or damage power when I remove it or something like that. Um, being stuck I've... with the option of Pensai or Pulse Wave isn't my my favorite. So free removal light token and Silver Surfer can use Pulse Wave, but that doesn't mean you get to Pulse Wave is free. It's just you have the ability. Right. To use you just have wave. access okay. to that. I think if the Pulse Wave attack was free, then that'd actually be pretty good. Oh, absolutely. If I could, yeah, running shot within four, shoot somebody with Psychic Blast mm -hmm. and then free Pulse Wave a group of people or something. Yeah. Ab well, yeah. I mean, that'd be that'd make his 75 point line even more crazy, too. Yeah, that's the problem, I think. Is that like if you could make it so it was only on the first three clicks instead of being this trait that you can do the pulse wave thing, then I think that if you if pulse wave was free, then I think that'd be super worth it. But otherwise, yeah, yeah, absolutely. But what I do like the idea of is playing two of these at seventy five. Um, there, as we mentioned, they're they can't be outwitted. I mean, generally, there's a few things now that can get around that, of course, but they can't be outwitted. They have super senses and shape change. So once it does get there, it's kind of hard to, to, to finish it off. It becomes and a very like, If the other one kind of gets bruised at all, then suddenly you would just get to heal the other one. But then if they attack the other one down to the stop click, you get to heal the, uh, the first one off of the stop click. Right. And then they can stop again. Well, uh, so... On the well, stop click, it says can't be healed. So once one of them oh, hits the stop you're click, right. yeah, so Never you, could mind. Be, you could be down dial on one and heal, um, but you couldn't be at the stop and heal the other off. But no, on the stop click, so because all they really have on that last click is the rollouts, it is interesting that it's comboed. I think in the one circumstance where I prefer to see phasing is this double rollout situation because now I'm like, you know, if my opponent sets a poison piece next to me. I have the option of phasing away kind of thing. Um, that's, yeah, that's one of the few exceptions where I like, I actually don't mind seeing phasing and it's always like bottom dial to like get away, um, live to fight like a slightly longer kind of situation. Mm -hmm. But no, um, like I said, these are slated in December <laughs> Well, as of as of now, slated for a December release. Uh, hopefully, we see some more info. But so far, I I really like these dials. I think they were designed pre. I don't know. It's weird because they have references to the new rules, but then they also have benched powers like perplex and shape change and pulse wave and stuff like that. I mean, that. the benched so. powers were never supposed to be a. These are going to go away for a long, long time. No, but just... they, it seems like they have. <laughs> Some of them, yeah, certainly just, have. Yeah. Um, and Reed Richards Alpha for sure has, you know, you can pick super strength even. That glorious power that is uh, <laughs> no longer useful in any kind of metric. And then next item on the news, I'm going to have to have, I'm going to have to defer to you, Alex, because I, I don't have any kind of solicit for this, but okay, I did see the page for it, I think, at one point. So um, first, I want to mention that we were just talking about the Fantastic Four, uh, what is this called? Fantastic Four Storyline OP Kit. There is also, uh, separate from that, there is a play at home kit that has um, just the the Fantastic Four themselves, and I believe a map. But we have not seen those dials yet that I'm aware of. So this is the OP kit. Then the other thing is just a viable. But for other organized play things that are coming to stores, uh, this is in a uh, basically a thing two retailers from WizKids. Lots of stuff that's sent to retailers from WizKids. I'm not allowed to talk about. But we did get confirmation that we can talk about this. So so we're good. I promise I will not get you two in trouble. You would call her. Um, 
there will be some things coming up. There isn't uh, exact details yet, but soon, in theory. Uh, it will be in-store play featuring promos, some of which we've already seen, right? Master Mold, but... In, well, we've already seen all of these promos. Some were for in-store play. Master Mold was for in-store play. But there's more stuff featuring Wonder Woman and Jumpa, and then there will also be in-store play at ways to get Phoenix 1 million BC. Which is, as Which of is right big. now, yeah, we haven't <laughs> seen any any release date or any like kind of promo for There will be... I, based on the wording, this sounds like a WKO to me, but they did not... Conf- they didn't use the words WKO, so it's possible it'll be something different. But the kits will have convention-level promos as participation pricing, and then uh, there will be more details that, that will be sent to stores hopefully soon. Uh, so keep an eye on your store. They might have some announcements coming up. And then the other thing, they confirmed that the Marvel Studios Disney Plus release will have a uh, play... Um, a facelifted play at home kit, but it'll also have release day organized play. I assume that there will be pre-releases for that, but I don't know that for a fact. And then there will be in uh, quarter, in theory, in quarter two, 2022, uh, so spring into summer a little bit, there is going to be monthly OP kits similar to in the past, but they're going to be a little bit different. They didn't specify how. And then there is a summer organized play that is going to happen, and they're saying that the scope of it will be similar to Avengers vs. X-Men or War of Light with integrated boosters that thematically tie into other releases during the year. And the like they're designing these to impact the metagame for a while. So that's, it's on, exciting, on the so. surface, very exciting. Yeah. We'll see if it actually delivers, right. but, but the in, concept in sounds theory, great. In theory, it sounds like a really good move. Um a really good transition back into like organized play and venues yep. starting to open there. We went from no information to, wow, they are really looking at organized play very closely and are, have a lot of plans um, pretty much overnight. It was, I'm, I'm excited. I hardly even get to play in our events cause I have to run them, but I'm, I'm excited. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. For those that haven't uh, heard Alex on the show before, um, go ahead and, uh, I guess, plug your plug store. Plug my store? And, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, we, my store is the stadium in Michigan. We have two locations. One is in Bay City. One is in Frankenmuth. We are actually working on revamping our online store. Uh, so we'll, we'll have lots of stuff for that. It's technically there's stuff on it, but it all says out of stock. But we are switching to, uh, some, we're, we're changing some stuff around on the, the back end of stuff so that our inventory will be integrated with it. So it's a, you know, if you want to check us out, the stadium There you go. And that pretty much wraps up the news. Um, but we do want to have an addendum slash further discussion on some news that we talked about last week. And that was the, the whole leak thing. So we, we talked about the, the chases for empire, um, Almost all, all but two, it was Ricky Barnes and I believe Norrin Rad. Everything else from Empire, as far as uh, chases go, was leaked. And yeah, so like we, we're just going to have a kind of like a, when I say meta, more of like a uh, introspective kind of meta and less of like a competitive kind of discussion. And so it's, you know, do we think that like leaks are okay? Like, you know. How, how do we fall on the kind of situation? My opinion on the situation is like once it it's out there, it's just out there and, you know, there's not really anything we can do about it. There's no use in trying to like fix it or anything. Um, and it's not the first time that like leaks have happened. It's just a, I don't know, it just seems like this specific one kind of really took a lot of uh, wind out of people's sails because... The biggest thing about leaks, at least in this kind of situation, is um, WizKids tends to try and plan these out. They they send specific people previews, so they'll give them like a rare a prime and a chase, and then that person will do a write up. 
they get some traffic to either like their website or their page or whatever. Um, WizKids draws interest from multiple points and venues, so they get more like a broader range of people seeing stuff. People on Twitter or whatever will preview things as well. Um, and then, yeah, there's also, you know, Scott Porter doing his unboxings. And that's where I kind of fall on it because Scott's unboxings are usually first. There have been people that'll get previews and then all their preview figures will be like in the unboxing. In episode one of the unboxing, Scott will happen to pull those figures. And so it kind of takes the wind out of like those people's sales. But at the same time, this is like a much different thing because the whole... Uh, I don't know. I'm not going to say like the best part of the set, but like really like the chases are usually like the, They're the a big thing draw. that to chase. Yeah. It's the big draw of like the set usually. So with that being said, I did ask you, Alex, before we started recording, if this kind of stuff happens in other games and a game that you're fairly familiar with, or at least I've been told is magic. So do things get <laughs> accidentally spoiled in magic occasionally? Yeah. Yeah. There's leaks. Um, sometimes it's like a card, a card or two, you know, Every once in a while, something catastrophic happens. Uh, there was one thing a few years back where almost an entire set got leaked before spoiler season started, like a month before spoiler season started. And um, that was a big problem. Uh, there was like a bunch of people that got fired at the uh, at the printing facility that prints most oh. like lots of magic cards. There was. Yeah, like so that was like a that was a problem. Kind yeah, of. Okay. <laughs> yep, yep. Basically, someone took pictures of um, uncut sheets of cards. Oh wow! Okay, yeah. And then there was another thing where there were some. Uh, there was a set that was going to come out. That was it was um, a world that Magic had been to before, and it was going to be a really exciting reveal. And Wizards like planned this whole press event about announcing what this was going to be and all of the stuff they had like basically a whole weekend of an in-person event planned to announce this stuff and then it got leaked and everyone was like oh we're going back to zendikar there's eldrazi all of this stuff before Wiz wizards could even do their thing and the way that got leaked was somehow a picture was sent to a Discord server um, with some some high-profile judges for the game. And then some people in that Discord server uh, basically put that those pictures out. And then it caused a bigger problem than even the leak itself because Wizards basically punished these judges. And they were like, why are we being punished? And pretty much Wizards was saying, well, you're essentially employees of Magic. And they're like, we're not employed by you. What are you talking about? And so it created this several-year-long problem of what are judges. And now there's this organization called Judge Academy that's a not-for-profit organization that essentially it's like certification, like you would have to pay uh, to, to be a member. There's lots of professions that have these certifications that you have to pay for. And so, like, they work with wizards, but as a separate entity, so you're, like, pseudo-employed by Judge Academy to be a judge. You pay this certification. It created this huge mess of things that was caused by this one leak. Well, luckily, WizKids <laughs> is not nearly on that kind of scale. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, like, to keep in mind, so I think when we're talking differences in games here. So Magic is a game that people can play and win at like the highest levels a lot of money. Heroclix is a game where people at like the highest levels can have fun. Um, so and win some amount of plastic. Yes, you can you can win more <laughs> Heroclix to have more fun later down the line. Um, so like the stakes are different for sure. Um, also Heroclix is not WizKid's biggest cash cow, so it's not like we're like you know when stuff like this gets spoiled, it definitely has to like get under a few people's skin because I imagine if you spend you know your entire time at like work 
designing the set, trying to make it interesting for people. And you've got this idea of how you're going to like roll it out or have people like see what like the cool stuff in the set is. And then somebody just, there it is. There's all of it. It's definitely got to be frustrating. Uh, and so I don't know what, what was your opinion when this all dropped? Cause I, I kind of stated mine. Um, I, you know, for better or worse, like it is what it is. And I don't think it's a situation where we'll ever be able to like fully keep stuff from leaking like that. I think, and even then, like if this leak were to happen again tomorrow, I can't fault the people that share it because once it's online, it's just out there. There's not really any way to rein that back in. Uh, so sharing it really doesn't damage anything else. Um, and there's not really any way for whiz kids to like punish or, you know, stop sending product to like the people that did leak it. But yeah. What was your opinion when you first saw that almost every chase of this set was out there? Uh, my, my first opinion was, um, man, I hope the rest of this set's good, but, <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, no, I, I actually like some of the chases, but. As far as a percentage of the chases that I like, it's, it's kind of small. But as far as the leak itself, I, I'm, I'm kind of similar to you on it, on the idea of once it's out there, you can't take it back. So there's not much point in pretending it's not out there. Um, but I do think that it... it if WizKids was doing more active uh, planned spoiling of stuff, then I'd feel a little worse about the leaks, but they do some, but it's not a lot. And don't get me wrong, I, I wish they would do more. I wish that one of the most exciting things in some other games, Magic included, of course, but, but lots of other games, is spoiler season for upcoming products. And it's exciting for Heroclix too, but it's it's not so organized where the, the, we literally have had sets come out where we have, you know, a whole set figured out except for like six figures that we still don't, right. we don't have, have to, any idea what they even are. We have to wait and, for pre-release and people to like <laughs> fill in like the last bits of the set or something. And I wish that that wouldn't happen. Now, don't get me wrong. I doubt that we were going to go into Empire um, release day not knowing what the chases were but uh it's it so the fact that it's chases that's rough but leaks in general and hero clicks to me are just well it's it's a means to an end to know what the figures are because a lot of times if it's especially commons and uncommons if scott porter doesn't you know talk about it in his videos then um then we just don't know it so well and to be i mean technically you know um we hedged the bets on like here on dial H, but um, when Disney plus was quote unquote leaked, when it was still set 47 or whatever, uh, there's people that were, you know, screenshotting emails from Alliance or whatever the heck they were doing. And that was technically a much bigger, more important, more impressive. Yeah, that one, if that I one was, is problematic. Yeah. If I was whiz kids, that would have annoyed me more because that's a big get the the Disney uh, Plus stuff. That's yeah, a very me, exciting and you know building the tension. There was rumors and stuff, and like building the tension's one thing, but yeah, having like the wind cut out of your sails because oh yeah, it was it was a you know verified via Randy at Alliance or whatever the guy's name. I don't know, it does not matter to me. But yeah. So for me, it, it definitely depends on the context of the leak. You know, a couple figures. It can suck sometimes, but again, we're not even always getting all the figures, so I, I don't mind that much. Don't get me wrong, like I'm not going to go and leak figures, but once right. it's out there, it's out when, there. I'll and, put it like but then this. for hang on, um, for um, for stuff like leaking that it's Disney Plus, that has a lot of ramifications. It's a store. I know that the moment that information was out. Almost all hype, with the exception of a few people, for Empire or for War of the Realms, died. Oh, yeah. Instantly. I lowered my pre-order numbers 
because people weren't as excited anymore. Yeah. No, I That's uh, a problem. I had that conversation with several people that were like no longer care about Empire cuz I'm going to get like, two cases of this Disney Plus thing or like whatever. You know, they were that's true. I didn't even think about it on that kind of a scale because yeah, um, this set that's not even going to release this year is probably going to damage the sales of a set that's coming out in like hopefully the last quarter of this year, I guess. Um, yeah, that's true. Uh, I was thinking um, as far as X-Men Rise and Fall, the chases in X-Men Rise and Fall were not like a selling point for me at all. Uh, they were There's a few that are like neat. Like, I really like Diamond Patch, Weapon Hex. Uh, there's some really cool stuff going on. But the super rares and, like, rares and even, like, some of the uncommons and stuff were the actual pieces that you wanted to get, you know. I got a lot of the generics. And so if Empire ends up being a similar kind of situation where the chases are kind of like, meh, I can skip those, but I really want some of these super rares, some of these rares, commons, primes, whatever, then, you know... The set still has a chance, but I think WizKid's damage control uh, would definitely have to step in pretty soon and start dropping more uh, previews of all like the commons, uncommons, like see what the actual dials are. Because, yeah, at this point, especially like you said, with Disney Plus being announced, I think that this set's kind of not dead in the water, but man... To me, it's like very much a I want those figures on my shelf at some point from what we've seen. Uh, so far, the only figure that I've seen that I really need like day one is Deadpool. And he's a unique, so that's going to be it's a unique rare. So it's going to be extremely easy to get. You're talking about the one with Jeff, right? Yes. Yeah. With okay. the land shark. Yeah. But yeah, um, I don't you know, I definitely I want Jeff. think that there's not like a there's not a great way to go about solving the leak issue uh, retroactively. I don't think it's good to like punish people, especially since WizKids doesn't really have like a hard stance that they've ever put out. Like I'm sure it's different for stores and venues where if you were to leak something, WizKids would be able to track that down to your venue and quite easily reprimand you. But in a different country, WizKids doesn't have that same kind of strength they don't have that same kind of... Most posing. of what WizKids can do to punish stores has to do with uh, having distributors um, stop carrying their product to that store. Right. They can almost Which like is, blacklist... Especially you, for Heroclix. Like if you're, in, if you're in the US and you're carrying Heroclix, you go through Alliance. And if Alliance won't distribute Heroclix to you because WizKids told you not to, then um, you're not carrying Heroclix. So. Yeah. And like we, I've never seen it personally, but I have like heard, you know, people breaking street date, especially if they'd done it more than once or, you know, people were selling war of light boosters outside of sealed events prior to when WizKids said that was okay. I don't even remember when they said it was okay. Two years. Yeah, there was, I, I remember there was, we were sitting on a bunch of war light that we had left over from events. That's like, can we sell it yet? No. Okay. <laughs> yeah. No, there was, there's several shops that got like in trouble because um they would just yeah you know it was supposed to be a, an organized play kit and they were selling it outright same with uh fear itself and uh, probably civil war but civil war was a lot less interesting but no i you know i think it's good to clear the air on that kind of stuff uh me and calder kind of just said what was shown because you know that's what we do we, we talk about figures and it's not like those figures weren't available for people to see so i personally think that it's you know the leaks are what they are i'm not going to say that it's like you know it's bad for somebody who gets that much product that early to like have it and show it um especially because of like the current world shipping kind of this situation we might not see stuff as soon as other people and it's like a unique position for americans because we're so used to having stuff before other people and being like ah too bad uk you guys have to wait another four months but you know hero clicks uh hero clicks italia i guess uh they had product before you uh, the u.s did a couple sets back and you know that might be the case going forward because uh the shipping thing that's going on in the world is uh kind of a weird wrench to work around but yeah 
I think that's pretty much all that we really needed to talk about. Is there any, do you have any last ideas or concerns or anything about further leaks? Because again, like I said, while I think it would be annoying to be a WizKid employee who had a planned like strategy for leaking something or previewing something and it getting stolen from you like that, I don't think it's going to hurt the company as a whole. Unless, you, like you said, with like Disney Plus, like, right, obviously that one was a big deal. Um, but the biggest advantage of of planning spoilers is, especially if you distribute it correctly. Like, we, I know that you talk all the time about how you wish that WizKids would. It might be a money thing, it might be a licensing thing. I don't know, but you wish they would advertise the game more, like put ads in comics, right? Oh, sure. One of the best ways to advertise the game is word of mouth. And giving a non-hero clicks platform a spoiler, like for example, comicbooks.com or whatever they're called. Um, I know sometimes they get hero click spoilers. That's a way for people that have know nothing about the game to see something about the game and then to kind of be exposed to the world. And even if they just see it, they go, Oh, it's a thing. Okay. You know that that creates the idea that it exists in their mind. And there's this whole thing called top of mind awareness and all this marketing stuff. But um, the, if you plan spoilers correctly and distribute them in the right way, you can generate hype at a point so that it essentially peaks when the set comes out. That helps sales, of course, but also you, you can spread it to an audience that wouldn't otherwise see it. Where if, if all of the Heroclix people see just the leaks first, then when the article from the non-Heroclix thing or whatever gets released, then it doesn't get shared around there, and then it doesn't, like, probably gets worse in, like, Google algorithms and stuff like that, too. Right. Um, so, yeah, I was going to say. And then, that, and then that, that website or whatever doesn't get as many page views, and they're like, eh, maybe we don't need to do this content, and... Right. Um, it gets put on like the back. Yeah. I was going to so say. It does have a lot because... of like ramifications that aren't immediately. Uh, right. Yeah. I w- so I was thinking because of only like the most ardent Heroclix followers and players and stuff like that would have seen these chases already and stuff like that. Um, you're not losing a ton of potential attention when um, somebody would have posted like a preview or like, you know, let's say Gail Simone does like a tweet about it. Uh, they have a, well, she has a entirely different audience, but yeah, like you said, the algorithm, the page clicks, the likes, you know, uh, somebody that like goes there to see a hero clicks preview specifically. And they are one of the people that like, you know, already saw it. So they just don't bother clicking like or retweet or, you know, something like that definitely could mess with the algorithm in like a bigger sense. And I didn't even, I didn't even really think about that kind of situation. I don't think Heroclix players are numerous enough to change a lot. I, I don't either. But, but at the same time, you know, you never know. And it's, it's uh, still something I wish was kids would do more of. Yeah. I'd uh, really hate for hurt sales or hurt a third party company or whatever. I don't know. There's an email I can, I can reach out to, to ask for like media kit support. Maybe that's, maybe that's how I can get spoilers from my store. <laughs> I don't know. I haven't tried. <laughs> maybe I should do that. You just got to work at Alliance and break street date so that you can. Oh, is that it? <laughs> yeah. It's so simple. <laughs> so simple. And with that, uh, we're going to bring the show to a close. So we'll be back with Calder sometime, someday, somewhere. I don't know where he's at. Hopefully, he's still alive. Uh, (laughs) I should probably not say that. Um, But no, we'll be back with Calder. You shouldn't shouldn't hope he's alive? No, I was going to say I shouldn't say. I shouldn't suggest that he might not be. Uh, Who knows what he's been doing i i don't know but yes with that i will just say uh check out our patreon if that's something that you're interested in uh that's where you can talk to people like me on discord and you can talk to people like alex also on the same discord you can get stuff like stickers and tokens and i think t-shirts i don't know calder handles all this stuff i'm just i did get a uh, rowdy ranch hammed t-shirt yes i have now at this point i believe paid every level of the patreon at least once 
There you go. So um, I I think that you do get value out of it. That I think I get more value than I put in. Actually, like I, right now, I think I'm at the fifteen dollars a month one, and I get six action tokens. I get a sticker. I get entered into giveaways. So last month, I won the one Roman and Jumpa figure. Obviously, that's worth more than fifteen dollars. But even if I don't win that, um, the 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 action tokens I get are they've been you guys have been doing these custom ones. So I got yeah, this time I got six tokens that were the goodie bags or the cake uh, slices for the cake Deadpool's, which WizKids did not make tokens for those, and right. we need a lot of those tokens. It's really nice. Yeah. Like, I, I think about, it's, what, $10 for a pack of action tokens that WizKids makes. So it's comparable in price to that, plus I get other stuff. I think it's good value. Yeah. I appreciate you thinking that, because sometimes I think, why do people pay us for this? Uh, <laughs> but no, uh, we really do. Like, most of the Patreon money does go back to the patrons, and then whatever doesn't usually gets piled into the video pool so we can have cool cool videos i guess <laughs> so we can buy hot wings because that was actually kind of expensive to buy that many hot wings that was a um, lot of hot wings. and if you if you don't feel like supporting us in a monetary fashion uh you can pop on over to our sponsor cool stuff inc and use code dial five to show them that we sent you and again we are sponsored by cool stuff inc F- dial five will get you five percent off of almost everything in their store uh, except singles where, well, you do get 5% off of singles, but after you've spent a little bit of money there, you get quite a bit more off of singles than 5%. So you should check them out at coolstuffinc.com. If you really like Dial like for Hero Clicks, you should go like Donnie Pepper Cricket. So if you're looking for emotional satisfaction, my advice to you is seek professional Hero Clicks. No. Are you serious? Again? How many people even play this game? Like the 100? Instant deadpan humor. Oh, how they Six uh, people say. think I am funny. It's the hard day's work. Not that you know anything about that. Which it's not witcher nonsense. I'm gonna make hero clips like that forever. Are you kidding me? <laughs> hey Google, back some. Let's attack Jimmy because he's a jerk. Wow, wow, wow. Can't leave that in. <laughs> and if Dial H isn't in. enough for you, if Dial H isn't man sandwich enough of you, check out Donnie Pepper Cricket's Facebook. 